Okay, everybody, welcome in. It is Wednesday, the 7th of April for your Blue and Orange Football Podcast. I am your host, Jacob, over at Roachism13 on Twitter. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Isaac, over at Isaac10G on Twitter. And our brand new email account for the show at the Blue and, or- Blue and Orange Pod at gmail.com. You can send it right there if, um, for some reason, sending hateful DMs is not in your wheelhouse. You want to send a hateful email. So, uh, Isaac, how are we doing tonight? We're doing great. We've got an exciting show, I think. We are going to go through a, our own mock draft, full seven rounds, to go through what we think may happen in the draft in the upcoming three weeks away. I think that's right. Three weeks. Three weeks, one day. It is going to be draft season, which is an exciting time of the year, especially when we can't watch football. What do you look for? You look forward to draft, and then you look for you know, postseason and workouts and all the fun stuff. So we've got that coming up. We're also going to touch a little bit on the Sam Darnold situation and our, get our thoughts and takes on that. But I think it's going to be a fun ride. If you didn't uh, have an opportunity, if you're new to this train, because Brown's Twitter blew me up. Uh, two days ago, I had 173 followers on Twitter, and I asked Brown's Twitter to get me to 200. I think I'm at 713 as of uh, recording of this podcast, which is freaking ridiculous. I know. I see your reaction there. Dude, I think it's outrageous. And, and, and the best thing is I've sent out a few tweets with some opinions and I've had real interactions. Like I have enough followers where I get five or six likes and five or six comments. And I'm that's what we do this for. We just want to talk to you guys. So please, by all means, send us the tweets, send us the emails. If you are new to the podcast um, and you didn't see la- listen to last week's episode with Jeff Lloyd, I implore you to go back because Jeff dropped some knowledge bombs on our heads and I uh, eked like a little fangirl um, – meeting their idol it, it was an exciting time it, it really was and you guys that you know we we do all of this through you know facetime or video recording and we post the audio of it right and so from my from my perspective of course i can hear everything that you guys are hearing but i can also see the visual reactions <laughs> and uh it, it was cool to see you know your face lit up as soon as uh he came on the air it was cool and it was like you know, when they say don't meet your heroes, like it wasn't like one of those moments. Like he was who you hear him on locked on Browns. And, uh, it was just fun. He like, and he gave us advice before he gave us advice after, I think he even told us, be careful not to fall too much in love with it because it does become addicting. And it has, I mean, here we are tonight. We are trying some new recording software to, uh, fix some audio issues so that you can hear the guests and Isaac a little bit better. Uh, I know that my microphone's been coming through, but basically we were FaceTiming each other and putting my cell phone next to the microphone and just rolling with it. And we figured, you know, we love doing this and we want to be a little bit more professional, <laughs> you know, baby steps. That's all. So here we are next week, next week, intro music. That's the goal. That's where I'm working. So Isaac, Sam Darnold, um, you know, my opinion on Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold in terms of pure raw talent is one of the best under 25. I think Sam Darnold is an incredibly talented guy. I think, um, that sometimes Adam Gase happens to people. And let me say this, this, I will go ahead cause I'm already starting to ramble. I can already hear it. I'll give you my, <laughs> my take on the Sam Darnold move. And then we'll hear what you got to say. And then we'll go into a uh, full mock draft mode. And I'm really excited about it. So, um, 
the last time a quarterback was considered a bust after being a first round pick and getting strapped with Adam Gase, his name was Ryan Tannehill. Um, the last I checked, Ryan Tannehill uh, was in the AFC Championship game two years or not not this past season, but the year before. Uh, Ryan Tannehill uh, won another playoff game again this year. Uh, he got big money, showed that he earned that big money with a full season of of stellar play this year in Tennessee, and. I'm not saying I think Sam Darnold has more talent than Ryan Tannehill. Like when you purely talk about it, it's the same thing as I talked about with Baker Mayfield. You are you worried that he was ruined mentally? I mean, we thought about that. Like I was so scared that Freddie had ruined Baker, which I should have known better because Baker's, you know, Baker's his his own dude. But like I'm sh- the Adam Gase experiment. I just, I just hope Adam Gase never gets another job, like a position coach at Tops, because I'm just tired of him ruining good young talent. I think this is a fantastic trade for everybody involved. The Jets, the Jets get a two, four, and six. I know the two and four are next year, but they get a two, four, and six. I think Carolina gets a quarterback that's every bit as good as every single one of the quarterbacks in this class. And they still get to pick at eight. I think it was a brilliant move by all parties involved. I love it. I think Sam Darnold flourishes under Joe Brady and Matt Rule in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, in my personal opinion, if I had to pick a winner of the two trades, Carolina, to me, is the winner. Um, They get it solidified from what we can see on on paper and the potential of Sam Darnold. They get a, a stellar quarterback or a stellar quarterback that has the potential to be great, right? Um, there is that concern, Adam Gase, dude, you, we haven't seen a lot more crazier than some of the things we've seen with Adam Gase. And that's, that's saying a lot. Anyway, there is that factor of did Adam Gase ruin Sam Darnold? Did he, 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 did he taint his career? Uh, I think it's a little bit different where Baker Mayfield. Yeah. He had Freddie kitchens, but the exposure wasn't quite nearly as long. Um, with Sam Darnold, that's that's fair. It, he's been on a Jets team for a few years, and for a few years they've been pretty bad, right? Um, so I think there's potential. If the potential flourishes, I think Carolina is in a good spot to have a good QB. That's what they really need. On the other hand, the Jets have three picks now, you know. So like, yeah, I think there's a winner. I don't necessarily think the Jets lose in that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do this year. I mean, Sam Darnold's gone, so what's the next step? And what do they try to build for long-term, right? So we'll see. I, I think the, the the right answer is Justin Fields, but I think it ends up being Zach Wilson. But, you know, we've talked about that enough on this podcast. Yeah. But, hey, good for Sam Darnold, good for Carolina. I mean, and good for the Jets because you were in a, in a very precarious situation being there at two with Sam Darnold. Personally, I probably would have just rolled with Sam Darnold and grabbed like the no, Chase, maybe trade down. And that's a thing, but, you know, like with this, yeah, Adam Gase is gone, right? They're getting a coach, they're getting a coach, but getting rid of Sam Darnold, it's like the front office was saying, yeah, we had a coaching problem, but we also have a QB problem. Or are they just trying to get rid of everything that Gase has touched and they're trying to start new? I mean, that's a pretty, I don't blame you. Yeah, no, seriously. And if that's the case, I'm not upset about it. it. Sucks for Sam Darnold, but at the same time, you know, I like Matt Rule. You know, he, I think he can be a pretty decent coach and hopefully it works out. But yeah, 
I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, guys, it is draft season. The Cleveland, Ohio is hosting the draft uh, 22 days from now. Uh, Most of you probably won't. I post this podcast after 10 o'clock once I'm done editing it. So more likely than not, you won't listen to this podcast till tomorrow when it will be three weeks from then. Um, I think the Browns are in such an amazing situation. We'll get into that once we start this mock because – where the Browns sit, they're just so like, like last year you had to have a tackle at 10, right? Like you had to have a left tackle. I love Jed. I think he's going to work out very well, but like you can do so many awesome things. And we'll get into that as we get to the pick. So let's go ahead. We have decided to have fun, uh, to do a full draft episode. So what we're going to do tonight, I'm going to be running this simulator. I couldn't figure out a way to mirror my screen for Isaac to see it. So though we are getting more professional, We're not quite there yet. (laughs) Baby steps. (laughs) Baby steps. So I will be running this, telling Isaac what's going on. He will be picking for, of course, the New York football giants. I will be picking for the Cleveland Browns. We are doing a full seven-round mock. There are trades. We are using profootballnetwork.com's mock draft simulator. It's my favorite one because the free version has trades. A lot of the other ones you have to pay, do the paid subscriptions to do it. So Isaac, I can see him. He's hard at work. He's getting ready. He's preparing. He's going to, he's going to draft circles around me tonight, guys. So, all right, here we are nine minutes in. We're going to kick it off right now. I will, when it stops at the giants, I will read you all of the picks prior to them. Um, I'll tell you who's on. I assume Isaac wants to do it this way. I'll tell him who's on the board and then I'll tell him the trade offers. If he got any, is that, is that how you want to do that? Let's do it. All right, man. Okay. I always look at who's available before I even worry about the trade because if somebody's there, you know, someone slides to 26, I'm like, yeah. Right. All right. Here we go. We're starting. I've never done this with two teams, so this is going to be fun. I've also always done it on my phone, not on a computer, so I have like a bigger screen. This is a lot of fun. Okay. Top 10 picks are in. We're going to go ahead and... um. Where is my, I got to try to get these. uh... There we go. I had to get the the trade offers off the screen so I could see the other things. All right. So Giants picking at 11. The first 10 picks, Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, two, Trey Lance, three. Uh, Justin Fields. Okay. Um, Rashawn Slater, the tackle. Northwestern goes above Penne Sewell, who goes five. That's not right. Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Christian Darisol, the tackle from Virginia Tech. Justin Fields goes nine to the Broncos. J.C. Horn goes 10 to the Cowboys. So you are on the clock, Isaac, and we have names such as Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertan, Mac Jones, Micah Parsons and JOK and Azizo Lajari. Those are your top five guys on the board. If that's if you agree with Pro Football, uh, you know, Pro Football Network's board. Do you have somebody in mind or do you want to hear your trade offers? Run through the top five again for me and then go through your top five. Kyle Pitts, Jalen Waddell, Patrick Sertan, Mac Jones, Micah Parsons. Your top five available. Man, okay. What are trade offers? All right. I like I like doing that. Okay. So 
for your first round pick, pick 11, the Tennessee Titans are offering you picks 22, 53, and 100. To move back 11 picks, you have a trade offer from the New Orleans Saints to get pick 28, pick 60, and a second round pick next year. As well as the last trade offers from the Packers, they want picks one. They want picks eleven and two hundred and one for picks twenty nine, sixty two, ninety two, and a second round pick next year. Okay. And last time, top five picks with positions and schools, please. Kyle Pitts, your tight end from Florida, wide receiver Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. You got the Alabama cornerback Patrick Sertan, the Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, and the Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Those are your top five. Man, I am going to Aziz Olajari's in there, the edge rusher out of uh, Georgia, and uh, JOK, the, the the rover linebacker safety out of Notre Dame, who's he's one of my top guys. He's just not going to fall in 26. Yeah. Um, now I can't remember his name. Linebacker, mm-hmm. state. What was his name? Micah Parsons. Let's go with it. Book it. You want Micah Parsons? Okay. All right. Micah Parsons will be a good compliment to Blake Martinez in the back end. I couldn't justify um, picking up Kyle Pitts, especially with uh, um, Kyle Rudolph being signed and Evan Ingram, although there has been some speculation that Evan Ingram could be shipped off to save a little bit of cap space. Not sure that happens, but we'll see. I mean, you would, you would want that, wouldn't you? (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed. And if that happens, that opens the door for Kyle Pitts. So it, you know, you keep Evan Ingram on the, on the roster. You don't take Kyle Pitts. You get rid of Evan Ingram on the roster. That gives you that window. Well, maybe if Kyle Pitts is there at 11, do we take them? Um, I've even seen some people still saying Devonta Smith if he's there. That would be crazy. I don't know. Yeah, he he went seven, so right. he he didn't quite make it. All right, so after you took Micah Parsons, Eagles took Mac Jones. The Chargers took Kyle Pitts, Patrick Sertan to the Bears. Jalen Waddle goes to the New England Patriots. Christian Barmore goes to. Arizona, Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota, to the Raiders. JOK from Notre Dame goes to the Dolphins. Aziz, my boy, is making his way to Washington. Thank God, Jamin Davis off the board at 20 to Minnesota. The Cleveland Browns are not taking a first-round linebacker. So if you came here thinking I was going to say something stupid like that, I'm not. Najee Harris goes 21. Greg Newsom, 20. To Tevin Jenkins, the t- tackle from Oklahoma State, uh, a move that I will cry on draft night if it happens. Of course, Baltimore trades, gets Quiddy Pay, uh, 24. If, if, if Baltimore gets – of course, Baltimore would get Quiddy Pay. I mean, that's that's probably how it's going to work. Um, and then the guard out of USC goes 25. So here I am. I'm at 26. I've got a lot of things going on. You think I'm going to take Zayvon Collins? You don't know anything about this podcast. I'm not taking a linebacker who's only going to play one down. Listen to what Jeff Jeff uh, Lloyd said last week about about drafting a linebacker 26. If he does his job, he's only playing one out of three snaps. It, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, your top two are Travis Etienne and Samuel Kosman. That's a tack on a running back. Um, I love Zaven. I love Joseph Osai, the edge rusher out of Texas. I think he's very raw. I think he's young. But with Tack McKinley and Miles Garrett, he is not being thrust into a role. I said on Twitter today, 
Joseph Asai is there at 26. I'm very, very heavily leaning Joseph Asai. So let me look at these trade offers. Uh, I could trade back three picks with the Packers and pick up pick 92. I, I don't, I'm not into, uh, into that. I can get pick 40 and pick 71 from the Broncos. I don't want either of those. I am going to stay put, and I am taking the edge rusher Joseph Asai out of Texas with the 26th overall pick. Uh, this is a guy that, like, if you look at the raw, just the physical attributes, what this guy can do, this guy, just go watch the tape. I mean, Joseph Asai is just an athletic, like, he's just, he's a monster. Like, he's a, he's, he's, he's so raw, but, like, if, you wore the Browns before Miles Garrett and you were looking to bring it. I wouldn't s- suggest like taking Joseph aside to be the guy, right. but uh, especially because he's, especially if they find a way still to sign uh, Jadavian Clowney, he comes in here to be edge four. You have no pressure as edge four. You can just play freely. And I think Joseph Asai will be a, a, a amazing compliment to Miles Garrett for the next five years, because that's what you'd be looking at a first round pick. All right, buddy, you're on the board at picks forty at pick forty-two. I'll give you some top five guys that are looking at you, and then I'll give you some trade offers. All right, man. So you're the Giants. You're sitting here. Uh, wow, the tight end out of Penn State, Pat Free Freemurth, uh, buddy. I am so sorry. You deserve <laughs> way better than what I just did. Um, we got the D ta- the big D tackle from Washington. Can't say his name either. Look it up if you're interested. Jalen Phillips, the edge guy out of Miami. I love Jalen. He's so talented, but he had to medically retire a couple of years ago because of concussions, and then he came back. And that just, dude, that just terrifies me. It just terrifies me. I mean, when you're talking about talent, like Jalen Phillips is probably edge two or three in this draft, but it's the medical that scares me. Baron Browning, the linebacker from Ohio State. Richie Grant, the safety from UCF. Those are your top five. Uh, maybe you don't like any of those guys at a at that position. I can give you some other positions when I come when we go back if you want. Here are your trade offers: pick forty two where you're at, and pick two hundred one for pick sixty one and Buffalo's second round pick next year. You also have a trade offer with the Pittsburgh Steelers for picks fifty five and eighty seven for uh, forty two and two hundred one. I'm going to put the gamble out there. And okay. even though there are some health concerns and a little bit of experience concerns with the defensive end out of Miami, out of sheer talent in the fantasy of this mock draft, and you know, likely our thoughts here not necessarily coming to fruition, the Giants need help with the defensive end. I think as far as talent-wise, you can't go wrong with this player, Jalen. Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is a first round top fifteen talent. Absolutely, but like you said, um, concussions, as we know, once you start getting them, they seem to come easier and easier and easier, and that is a risk. That is that is a red flag. Um, but I'm going to throw the dice. I'm going to gamble on this because I think that if he can stay healthy, that if he can stay on the field, that would be a huge pickup in a positive direction for the defensive line of the New York Giants. 
Listen, I, I, I hit the button to draft Jalen Phillips, and my boy, who I thought might fall to 59, Asante Samuel Jr., the corner, get pick, got picked immediately after that. And so the last couple things you heard, I have zoned out a little bit out of just pure fury and frustration. Yeah. Are you serious, man? Okay, so the Browns, we are on the board. We are looking at – okay, this is – okay, I'm going to explain something – um, for the way I'm looking at some things and I'm going to go back here and just, I just want to check something real quick. Yeah. He was taken there. Okay. So there are two wide receivers that I love, 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 love in this draft. Uh, if you followed me for any period of time, listen to any of our, our podcasts, you probably have a good idea. I love Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is my biggest fan draft crush. My draft darling out there is Elijah Moore. I also just absolutely love Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue. He's just another, he's another Tyreek Hill guy. Like, I mean, he's the guy that you just find a million and one stupid ways to get the ball in his hand because he is electrically fast and the Browns didn't have electrically flat fast a year ago. And it really hurt them against the chiefs in the playoffs. Odell helps, but if Odell's on one side, Rondell Moore's on the other side, and you got those tight ends and Jarvis and, and Kareem, and what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do in that scenario? So Rondell Moore is available. I'm not even, if Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore went 40, but if Rondell Moore, and especially if Elijah Moore is there at 59, I'm not even looking at anything else. It's a no-brainer, home run hit. I'm taking Rondell Moore, pick 59. Take it to the bank take it to the bank. I think I think the Browns are going to take a receiver. It's going to be day 2. I don't think they take one day 1, but they are taking one day 2. I just I just I know they are. What if they I did, doesn't up. mean second round, it could be or third round. Two. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to find out. All right, man. We're back on the we're we are back on the clock in the third round. We're going to round out day 3 here. Or I'm sorry, day 2. So you have one offer. I'm going to go ahead and read it to you because it's the only trade offer you have. You pick 76 and 201 for picks 101 and a third round pick next year from the Detroit Lions. So you know that's probably a high pick. But anyway, <laughs> it's probably high in the third round. So a guy I like a lot, the number one guy on the big board available is Jordan Smith, the edge rusher from uh, UAB. I think the guy, you know, there's a few concerns here and there, but I think the guy can really get after the passer. Uh, if you're looking linebacker, Nick Bolton from Missouri's out there. Uh, you got the safety, Hassan from uh, Florida State. The center, Josh Myers from Ohio State. And Amon, Saint, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, the wide receiver from USC, are your top five available. And, and also there's that pit, uh, trade request out there for the from the Lions. Question. Uh, yeah. Is Quinn... Maneras, I think that's how you say his last name, available. He would be. Say, it. Uh, Quinn, say his name again. Quinn. A, yep. Q U I N N. Maneras, M E I N E R Z. No, he's not coming up when I type him in. He must have already gone. Bomber. He's an interior offensive lineman out of uh, um, a small school in Wisconsin. 
Oh, the Wisconsin Whitewater guy? Yeah. Dude, he is going to go. He should go early because he, in my opinion, he's born up the board. He, he went pick 62 to the uh, to the uh, Packers. Yep. Dang. All right. Yeah, run he, through, run he through is, that list for me again. He's a good one. So we got Jordan Smith, the edge rusher from UAB, Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri, Hassan, Hamsan, the safety from Florida State, the Ohio State center, Josh Myers, and Amon St. Brown, the wide receiver from USC. You also have Spencer Brown, the uh, tackle from Northern Iowa. Hmm. It's so difficult. It, I know. It, it, it's interesting seeing, like, being read the names and the schools without being able to visualize it, right? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a different perspective. Um, I'm really disappointed Quinn wasn't there. I was hoping I could get him. In a Sneak him in right there at the top of the third. It yeah, that's what I was trying. But, okay. Um, Josh Myers, Ohio State Center. And you said, I can't remember his name from Iowa. Spencer Brown. The, Spencer the Brown, the tackle. So it just depends on where you're going exterior. I like both players. I do um, too. Spencer Brown is – he's more of a right tackle, but he is he is massive. He is a big – you know, he but he is one of those guys that opted out. So where do you stand on guys that opt out? That's, that's kind of where you're at with Spencer Brown. Right. Yeah, it's, it's catch-22. However – I am going to go with the sheer size. I like big offensive linemen. I love big offensive linemen. We're going Spencer Brown. We're going Spencer Brown. We're going to get north in Iowa. We're going to find a way to get old uh, Solder the hell out of there. Is that yeah. what we're, is that what you're telling me? You're yeah. Get him the hell. Out. Yeah. No, uh, you know I think Nate Solder is going to be there. You know, definitely this year. Obviously, I don't know what his future has, but I think we need to start preparing for the future and that. So that term, so to speak, he's a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing. He's a little bit more versatile and props to him for being a team player and willing to take a, um, a salary cut this year to help the cap space. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on the clock here. I'll be on the clock twice real quick. Picks 89 and 91 in secession. A guy I like a lot, Joe Tryon, is still out there. If the Browns do not land a guy like Joseph Asai in the first round like I did this evening, Joe, Joe Tryon, if you, especially if you can get him at 89, is just out of this world. But a guy that's available that is, should not have fallen this far, uh, Javon Holland, he opted out uh, the safety from Oregon, but he is explosive, amazing ball skills. You can never have enough defensive backs and pass rushers. The Browns started a practice squad gunner, Robert Jackson, in a playoff game because they didn't have enough defensive backs. I realize uh, Javon Holland is a safety, but I think Javon Holland is an immensely talented safety. Uh, I don't know what the Browns are going to do. I don't know what analytics are going to think about guys that opted out this year. I have no idea. You, you, you know, I mean, I've heard it on every podcast. We don't know. But as far as what I saw, he could have benefited from another year. But once again, now we're looking at, we're at picks 89. We're about to get into pick four. We're about to get into day three. We're taking flyers on guys. I think Javon Holland, just what you've seen, it, there's absolutely every reason you take the flyer on him. I'm back on the clock. Picks ni- pick 91. 
Uh, I don't, there's nothing crazy the Browns need right here. Um, I got a couple of trade offers I'm going to look at. I think the Browns are going to trade back uh, a few times, and I think they're really going to target picks next year. Uh, Picks when they have a combine, right? We don't have all the numbers, especially with players that opted out. I've heard this said very well on the OBR, said it multiple times. I think it was Jared Mueller who said it um, more recently, talking with Jake Burns. He said, the NFL draft's a crapshoot, and it's a crapshoot of a crapshoot this year with people not playing, not not the combine, shortened seasons, you know, all kinds of things. Right now, if I send picks 91 and 169 to the Atlanta Falcons, they'll give me pick 108 and a 4 and a 5 next year. Sign me up, add me extra picks next year. I have nothing at big at need right there. I'm shipping it off. I'm adding picks. I like it. And we'll let the simulator run through here. I, I saw you light up though, man. Like you thought, oh, I'm getting him. I'm getting old white water there. I, dude, I would not be surprised based on what I have heard that he legitimately could be a uh, a round two guy. Like I, I've he, I've heard he's soaring um, up the the yeah. boards, and and I mean I I was hoping I could squeeze him in with a later pick than what I did. I should have I should have uh, picked him higher, but I mean he's he's a good looking prospect, man. And if I could have snuck him in there right there, that would have been a good cap for day two. I've got a really ridiculous trade. I, I'm on the board now here at pick 108. Uh, and I've got a really ridiculous trade request from the Bills that basically send me four picks this year, and I have no interest in. I have no interest in that. The Browns, the Browns. I don't think they've got nine picks. I don't think they have more than five or six roster slots. You know, so like I think trading back, like I did with that Atlanta pick and, and garnishing future. Uh, so I'm on the board here at 108. I don't really have anything to trade back on right here. I mean, what are we are we going to double down here? Um, Quincy Roche, the other edge rusher out of Miami. There's three big edge rushers. Um, he, he struggles getting off his blocks. He can be controlled by single blocks often. Uh, you know, he's a guy that a lot of people kind of like. He's all he's a decent player. We're in the beginning of pick round four he's probably a fringe player if i take him here but I, that's where i'm gonna go i'm gonna go quince uh quincy roche uh the the pass rush the other pass rusher out of miami i'm back on the board apparently here at pick 110 it's where i traded back a bunch i have no trade offers here keep in mind the browns are here they do trade back i think if they're on the board yet again i i will satisfy people all right i'm satisfying you i will take tony fields a second the linebacker from west virginia if the browns take a linebacker i don't think they'll take one at all it will be in day three i will take a linebacker here i think tony fields has tremendous upside probably doesn't make the roster i mean he's coming in to be probably linebacker five five or six at this point so i'll take tony fields uh i think the browns don't make two very early round four picks like i just did but uh it's kind of how it fell all right man you're on the board here at pick 116 uh what are you looking for well what do we want to window shop we want to window shop some defense we want to window shop some offense Uh, at this point you're starting to target i think you start targeting positions i think i would like to to i'd definitely like to window shop some defensive backs we want to look some defensive backs. Well, I got one right here for you. The number one guy sitting here on my big board is Paulson Adebo. 
He is the cornerback out of Stanford. Um, he, so he he was his best year was his rookie year, his uh, redshirt freshman year. He's been kind of erratic since then. Um, he has really large upside. Let's see. He opted out last season. He was a three-year starter at Stanford. Um, so his redshirt freshman year, he actually led the nation with 24 pass breakups. He's tall and long. He is a, he is very physical. So he's that tall, long physical corner, uh, which really, honestly, I mean, if I paired a, a tall physical long corner next to James Bradbury on the other side, uh, you're, you're taking a guy that does he have does, is his last couple years before he did opt out. Once again, we're, we're at that. Um, right. actually your top two corners and, and another guy, Ambry Thomas from Michigan is another opt out, but both of these are guys that I think if they played and played where they would have played the last couple years, I'm not sure they're here on day three. Let me, I am pulling up some statistics here on this fine gentleman that we have. Although my computer is not wanting to cooperate, so maybe I don't waste too much time on this. But I mean, with, with opting out is the thing. You know, I get it. They had that opportunity to. But like you said, with the opt-outs, with the lack of the combine, you don't have as much to judge, right? You, there's a blank slate, slate. There's a blank page. But with that being said, we got James Bradbury on one side of the field. If we can get a tall, physical type of defensive back on the opposing side, even if even if it's for development, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it's which for is what day three guys are, in my opinion, you're taking a risk. You're when you're getting to that that type of uh, zone where you're taking a risk on these players, and you're looking at what can you develop. So I can't remember his name. Paulson Adebo. There it is. Mm-hmm. Paulson Adebo from Stanford. Let's take it. Yeah. Let's roll with it. Let's give him a chance. Let's see if he can develop into a uh, um, a prospect for the New York Football Giants. Hey, man. I Well, I said this earlier, man. Take in Javon Holland. I mean, uh, you can't have enough guys no. that cover. I right. mean, we I mean, saw we, that in the playoffs across the board. We've got Dory Jackson. I mean, we've got James Bradbury. But what happens when one of those guys go down? You know, what happens? You've got you to have that next man up mentality. You've got to get young, fresh talent that you can develop and groom. Um, so, and like you said, you're at the stage of the draft where you're looking for guys that have potential. You're not looking for, for you're, you're not necessarily looking for starters. If you can get a starter out of this, great. Um, but we'll go from there. I'm looking back and I realized I dropped the ball when I took the Javon Holland pick and I have not picked a corner and the Browns need a starting corner. So this is, uh, this is the moment when Jacob looks back at his mock draft and he says, Oh yeah, people are going to slam me tomorrow. Cause I took the Javon Holland move and maybe I'm just too high on Rondell Moore Cause I took him at pick, you know, Hey man, this is the way the board fell that I, I wanted Asante Samuel and I couldn't take him. So I'm, I'm sitting here at pick 32. I haven't taken a corner. I'm not crazy about any of these guys where they are right now. I'm going to take Bobby Brown, the big defensive tackle uh, out of Texas A&M. He is still sitting here at pick 132. He's a big body. I, I mean, you, you're looking at trying to move guys up front. Um and that's that's where he is. And and, and I'm going to say this. Um, 
I didn't take a corner in the first couple of rounds, and I'm going to say that there's zero chance that Cleveland gets out of day three without somehow acquiring a starter at corner. The board fell in kind of a weird way, and I realized that sometimes when I'm looking at it, I make those mistakes like I just did. So um, I realized that that issue. I know people are going to come at me and say, hey, you know, good draft, but who the hell's playing corner? You're right. Uh but Andrew Barry is smarter, and he will not make a massive boo-boo like I did and realize it 35 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> so we're zooming right on through day five, round five. We're in round six here. Um, just some picks moving right along. The Giants are coming up here at pick 196, and they are officially on the board. Pick 196. Uh, Trey McKitty, the tight end out of Georgia. He's your best available player. He is the 186th overall prospect, according to Pro uh, Football Network's Mock Draft Simulators. Big board. We have Trevon Grimes, the wide receiver from Florida. Jacoby Stevens, the safety out of LSU. I don't think he lasts that long. Um, and Kerry Vincent Jr., the corner out of LSU, to um, round out your top five. What is our best available running back? Best available running back. That's a great question. Let's slide on down here. Oh, a guy I like a lot. It's uh, Javian Hawkins, the 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 speedy little scat back out of uh, of uh, Louisville. He's he is undersized, so he's not much yardage off of initial contact. He gets brought down quite a bit because he is a little a bit of an undersized, but he is very dangerous in space, and he can take. He's one of those patient, effective. He waits for things to open, and then he's just—he's absolutely explosive and dangerous in the open field. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I mean, I—I don't, I don't know if I'm sold on this individual, but that is one thing that I see the Giants doing is drafting a running back late in the late rounds. Um, yeah, we have Saquon Barkley, but you know we've had Saquon Barkley, and we're seeing injury issues. Um, does that continue? I don't know. It could. I hope not. Um, but when Saquon Barkley goes down, the Giants the past few years have been in a situation where let's look to free agency. Let's bring in these guys like Devonta Freeman, you know, a guy that's great, but guess what? He's got injury issues too. And guess what happened? He gets injured. And then Wayne Gallman steps up, which he's a stud. I like Wayne Gallman a lot, but he deserves a starting role in my opinion someplace. Um, anyway, let's go, let's, let, let's, let's sign the scat back. Let's bring him in. Let's take a chance. I know the Giants fans that are going to listen to this, they're going to hate this draft. But let me tell you, it is so difficult to draft without being able to visualize players or anything like that. It really is. It's 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 much more yeah. difficult than anticipated. It's fun, yeah. but it's difficult. It's it's interesting. It, it really tests you. All right, you're back on the clock. Picks two oh one. What are we gonna What are we gonna go window shopping here? Let's window shop for a safety, please. Wow, Jacoby Stevens. There's just I don't see Jacoby Stevens being here in the sixth round, but the safety out of LSU, um, he's right there. He's he's smart. He's a hardworking guy. Um, Let's take it. I like I, I like Jacoby Stevens. I'm not sure he is a a 200 round a pick in the 200s, right. but I mean, guys fall for whatever reason, and you get guys. Tom Brady's a sixth round pick. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm on the board here. Pick. 211 to try to save face. I'm going to take uh, Thomas Graham, the cornerback out of Oregon. And everybody says pick six. That's where you're taking him at 211. Once again, guys, if you listen to this, I will post a precursor warning that I did kind of go off my rocker and 
I mean, I went best available, man. Hey. And I went best available. That's what I keep hearing all these Browns fans say they want to see. Uh, if the, Is there a possibility that Cleveland goes the way I go and then goes to try to find a veteran that can make it work um, on the street to be a starter? I mean, they could. I don't think it it happens like that, but but the way the draft just fell to me tonight, it was like Rondale Moore. I had to take him. Then Javon Holland. I had to take him. I just I took the guys that were best available, and we'll just see. We'll see what they do. Here I am. I'm on the board right here. Ooh, picking at two pick 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 two fifty seven. I've been doing this a lot lately, so here I am in the last. I'm gonna take. Uh, Larnell Coleman, the, the tackle out of uh, Massachusetts. I love like seventh round linemen because you can never, ever, ever have enough linemen, enough people to protect your quarterback. Iron Man, that is our mock draft. Our mock drafts are are done. Let's go ahead. I'm going to start with the, uh, my draft. It's the one that's popping up here first, and I'll tell you the uh, the full the full mocker here. So we're looking at uh, Joseph Asai, Rondell Moore, Javon Holland, Quincy Roche. Tony Fields, Bobby Brown, Thomas Graham, Larnell Coleman, and a fourth and a fifth round pick in 2022 from the Falcons. So I went edge rusher, wide receiver, safety, another edge rusher, a linebacker, a D tackle, a corner, and a tackle. Um, I went best available. Um, we'll probably do another big mock draft where I won't be stupid three weeks from now, the night before the draft. We'll see what happens there. I mean, it's fun. You guys can tell me what's going on. All right, we're going to hop over to what Isaac did. Isaac had um, you had six picks. Um, I think they were very solid picks. Surprised me with the Micah Parsons thing, but I'll say this: only concern I have with Micah Parsons is there is some potential character issues there. Um, but I'm going to tell you, whoever picks him is going to feel okay with his character issues. It, I'm not saying that it is Gettleman. I'm not saying it is the Giants at eleven that they that they make it okay. But if they're okay with it. I mean, you know, a lot of people have quote unquote character issues in college. I was not <laughs> in college. I would not say that like I was, a res- I wouldn't even necessarily call me that much of a respectable human being. Like I'm going to go out on the limb and say there, uh, Isaac took the talent that should have potentially gone 11 and Jalen Phillips at pick 42, the edge rusher from Miami. Hey, once again, some doctor somewhere cleared him to play this year. So that's something, right? Like he's not he's not going from medically retired to NFL draft. He did play another collegiate season at Miami. Spencer Brown, the big tackle from Northern Iowa to shore up that line. Paulson Adebo, the uh, big, long, lengthy corner to play opposite Bradbury out of Stanford. Uh, Javian Hawkins, I love a lot. I've taken him in several mock drafts, the running back out of Louisville. And then the big uh, safety, Jacoby Stevens, who I think could be a steal at pick 211, the safety out of LSU. That is our mock, guys. We are 22 days away from the NFL draft. We will have, I think I'm going to go live maybe on Twitter as the Browns are on the clock on uh, on day one and day two. Just kind of have some fun and just like interact with you guys and, and react uh, live. Some things like that. Uh, thank you to everybody that participated in my tight end poll. Um, I did tell you that David Njoku is the best tight end on the Cleveland Browns. I stand by that. Come at me on Twitter. It's okay. I, I, my poll said Austin Hooper. Uh, 
Had over 800 views, votes and my poll said Austin Hooper, but it's all right, man. I think the Browns top to bottom tight end room is, I would put it up against any other tight end room, top to bottom. Obviously, I mean, Kelsey, Kittle, those guys, you know, the, the big guys, they're better. I'm just saying top to, top to bottom. Um, I There's our mock draft, guys. Come at us. Talk to us. Let's debate it. Let's have a good conversation. Um a couple weeks from now, we're going to look at uh, seeing if we can get Aaron on here, uh, Isaac's brother, talk a little bit of extra Giants football after Jeff Lloyd came on last week. Uh, we just wanted to, to do a mock and do some draft stuff, and uh, we'll be back next week and uh, ready to roll, guys. So, um, hey, stay safe out there. What do you got, Isaac? Hey, it's going to be an exciting couple weeks. And one thing that if you guys are interested – let us know. I mean, I think that both of us would be willing to even do a live type of episode or a live special for the first night of the draft and live reactions throughout the first 32 teams. Uh, make a long listen, but hey, it, it could be fun. It could be exciting. I think that this year, especially night one of the NFL draft, could have a lot of fireworks. And maybe that would be a cool thing to see is live reactions, especially at, you know, pick 11 and with the Giants or the Giants and the Browns. Let us know your thoughts if you'd like to see it. We'd be yeah. happy to do it. Yeah, and, and we got 22 days to figure this out. We can we can figure out how we want to do it. We can line it up. I'm sure our wives will be ecstatic. Oh, well, uh, you know, I'll be watching the draft anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, it'll work out. It'll be all right. We'll be up. I'll be asleep by pick 26. So somebody somewhere call me when the Browns are on the clock because I've never had to stay up that late for the Browns ever. So That's true. This is a new. This is a new year for you. It's weird. <laughs> wow. I'm still like I'm still like aggressive on on Twitter like 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 I don't send out the tweets but like you know people will say this or that and I'll be like well the Browns are going to be different. They've got a new head coach. You know, like the normal line that I would oh it's going to be different. We're going to get a quarterback. We're going to have a savior the you know all these things that we used to say in the offseason. I'm like wait a minute. I can literally just tell them to go watch last year's tape. Yeah, right. Do not be embarrassed by it. That's awesome. All right, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Um, Stay safe out there.